It's a Bumblecast Mini, sponsored by Bleeding Thumbs 97. I've always been curious about what the average comic issue script looks like. Is it similar to a movie script? What do you usually do to give it some special flair? Uh, it is similar-ish to a movie script, but movie scripts, from my understanding, are more standardized, whereas comic scripts are largely up to the individual author. I actually have a sample over at BumbleKing.com if you want to download it and you know, see how I do. I've had a few artists uh, take their time to compliment my particular style of scripting. They enjoy how I do it, which is very encouraging. So I at least know it works for some people. Uh, mostly with comics, it comes down to being concise, being clear, and being descriptive. And as long as you hit those three, you're probably in a good place. Uh, it's also a matter of being aware that you are not writing for an audience with this script necessarily. You are writing to the team. So if you have some big reveal that you're planning in your story, tell that to the art team. You know, we are setting up this character to be a reveal later on. So they should be kept in silhouette or there should be this kind of misdirection. Don't leave your crew guessing at what the story is. That's not their job. Tell them everything, reveal all the secrets, but, you know, focus on telling the story within the script itself, not in the direction. I think I'm making this more confusing than it needs to be. Point is, be clear and be concise. Not like this answer I'm giving to you. Better than that. <laughs> I suppose. Get some, get, get, leave your intrigue for the readers, not for the people who are just trying to do their freaking jobs and draw your, there you draw go. your Thank comics. You, <laughs> um, as for Flair, there is no time for razzle-dazzle. We are trying to get stuff done. Again, be clear, be concise. You don't need to have flowery text. You don't need to have multiple colors unless there is something really complicated. And if it's that complicated, maybe you should look at revising what you want to do. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, go check it out. Bumbleking.com. You can find a sample script over there and it'll uh, give you a bit of an idea of how things go for the, at least the way Ian does things. I've noticed that most of the IDW arcs tend to be four issues to better fit into the paperback volumes. Has this four issue recommendation caused any issues when it comes to writing for an arc? Not necessarily, no. And we aren't as beholden to the four issue arc. I think now we're aiming more at five ish. Yeah, but it's a it's like it's at least one more than usual. Yeah, and that that shifted over time, but we're not as like ironclad to that as say Sonic Universe was back in the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic Universe. There were some stories that they it could have been more than four parts, and some of them didn't need to be four parts. I'll be honest, but with IDW Sonic, it's more like try to aim for something that will neatly fit. So like do a three parter and a two parter, or like a two parter and a two parter and a single, or you know, just find good story breaks so that they fit nicely in a book, but it isn't like it has to be for issues. The IDW My Little Pony series had a has had a short side series that paired up characters that were not commonly seen together. Do you think a series like this would work well for Sonic? Who would you like to see paired up? Oh, sure. Like Sonic is rife with characters to be thrown together in any combination. So um, just Sonic Universe then, huh? Yeah, <laughs> pretty 
pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you could basically throw names into a random selector and you can get some kind of fun dynamic out of it. <laughs> a combi catcher, even. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, the obvious ones up front, Silver and Blaze, Knuckles and Amy, Tails and Knuckles. Or go completely oddball and have Zavok and Charmy go on some magical adventure. No matter who you throw <laughs> together, it's going to be fun. It may not make the most sense, but you can have some fun with it. I'm having, I'm getting some suggestions. Cream and Clutch. I think that would be kind of funny. Mm, stranger danger. Uh huh. Uh huh. Omega and Blaze. I mean, yeah, yeah. Fire and Fury. <laughs> Bean and Big. <laughs> Another good one. Or being in Blaze. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fire and Fury, yeah. part two. Uh-huh. Dynamite D. Uh, being in Sticks. Oh, boy. <laughs> At that point, it's just a novel with the occasional illustration. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, man. Tangle and Bean. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no fun and fancy free oh boy <laughs> yes i would like to see those and knuckles all of them and knuckles because <laughs> and is his first name right <laughs> it should be Surgeon Kit had a lot of advancements added to them by Starline, but I was wondering, are the sharp teeth normal for Tenregs, or did Starline break out the file? Yikes. Uh, I don't think it's common for Tenrix, but I don't know if it was particularly for Surge. That's kind of one of those things where it's maybe best left unanswered. It's more of a style thing rather than an actual, like, if she bites you, she's going to just absolutely destroy you. I mean, maybe that was part of the screening process. Like, how evil do you look when you smile? Ooh, lovely. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Knuckles has teeth, despite Echidna's not having teeth at all, apparently. So. Yeah, well, Well, so Starline. Wait, you thought I have teeth? I don't think so. They have a bill. Yeah, but I feel like they're the... Of all the animals in the world, something with a bill that would have teeth, it would be friggin' Starline. They have no teeth. Jet has teeth okay. too. Weird. And so does Charmy. So they all have teeth. It's frightening. They really drew. Zavok has, te- Zavok has teeth, but he doesn't have a jaw. So uh... <laughs> they drew attention to that with the Sonic first Sonic movie design. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what creeped people out. They they're like, oh, teeth. Hmm. <laughs> oh boy. Speaking of Surge, how does her how do her electric powers work? Is she able to generate and shoot electricity similar to static shock, or can she only send it through her metal rings and wristbands? The intention, at least early on, was that while she could generate electricity kind of off herself and do like large burst attacks, that would be kind of her desperation attack, her last resort. That would leave her drained. We didn't want her throwing lightning because to be on par with Sonic is to already put her at a pretty high power level. So the idea was that, you know, the various metal bits and having contact with metal would help her conduct that she wouldn't be able to just fling things like a chaos spear. Her powers may evolve beyond that, but that was the initial thought. 
Darn, so she's not like Livewire. No. No. Oh, man. She can't travel through power lines and stuff. No, oh, no, 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 man. no, no, no. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. So I'm still recovering from the dagger of news saying Cream is now a civilian. What exactly does this mean for the little bunny? Any chance he might disobey Vanilla and go on another adventure? Take it with a grain of salt because she has always been a civilian. Technically, they are all civilians. Well, yeah, I mean, they aren't really <laughs> sanctioned, but the intention being she's not, you know, a seasoned adventurer in the lines of Sonic and Tails. And she's, although... just, she's just not enlisted in the resistance. <laughs> That's all it really means. But when it comes down to it, if Cream needs to act, she will act. If her friends need help, she will help. If adventure calls, she will be there. So don't worry too much about labels and distinctions. I mean, I think even technically Amy is still kind of supposed to be street level, not really adventurer adventure. And we all know that that's not uh, accurate to her day-to-day activities. No, no, no. On the subject of cream, can we talk about just how powerful those ears of hers are? She's clearly capable of carrying her mother, who's nearly twice twice her size. But then there's Big, and he's not exactly small. Is there no limit to this tiny bunny's power? Is it Cream's ears that are lifting Big, or is Big just so strong he can lift himself without pulling Cream down? Is that just the the mastery he has over his own mass? There was that one time where Cream was able to pull both Amy and Cream, remember? Or Amy and Big, sorry. Yeah. yeah. But again, is is that really cream lifting them or is that big defying gravity and pushing everyone up <laughs> with his Herculean strength? Is it big? Is, big doesn't jump. He just pushes the planet away from him. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> but the thing is, cream's too polite to ask and big's too nice to specify. So we will never know. We'll never know. We will never find out. We will never find out just how much cream can bench, but it's a lot. Oh, God. Now I want to see her on, like, the weight bench with the barbell wrapped in her ears. Just one, (laughs) two. Uh, You don't skip ear day. (laughs) (laughs) On a scale of 1 to 11, how soft is lanolin's fluff? 47. That's oddly specific, but I'll take it. I I don't make up the rules. This is hard science. Okay. All right. If you insist that hard science is a thing in Sonic, then yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Both of you are given the opportunity to z- design the perfect statue for any series you desire. You have full creative control and budget is not an issue. Who would each of you like to design a statue of? And how crazy would you go with the design? <laughs> <laughs> You are giving me a dangerous amount of power here. Um, like, I want to make all the representation of my own stuff, like shelves upon shelves of Drogoon material. Are you kidding me? Full replicas of the Fortune Lab? Uh, somebody did a full 3D model as uh, fan art of one of Adam's designs. And yeah. this was just like a simple black and white line art. They went full color. They did the full research to figure out how these characters would work in 3d it's absolutely freaking gorgeous it's on the uh fandom tab over at drogoon.com but that thing can make the most beautiful statue super easy like i want to just see that made 
Um, if we're not talking about my own stuff, then why are we even here? Anyway, uh, <laughs> like a full on rotational diorama of the six playable party members in Skies of Arcadia, each in some kind of like action shot. And you can just like rotate it. So each one is the centerpiece and everyone else is just doing a cool dynamic thing in the background. Like, oh my God, it would probably weigh 30 pounds, if not more, and wouldn't fit on anything but the coffee table. But yeah, that's the centerpiece of the room. I want it. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm-hmm. I want Daytona USA die casts. Mm. They've never, I don't think they've ever had any. At, at least they're very, if they have, they're rare. I'm trying to remember if I've ever seen any, but I don't think so. Yeah, I want some, I want uh, Hornet Hot Wheels, please. But I don't, I are don't, they, I don't think they've ever existed. I'm not really familiar with the Daytona series. Are those real cars or is it all game no, original? No, they're all fictional. Yeah, everything. Ah. Every Daytona, everything is all fictional. The only thing real is Daytona, the name, and I guess the actual Daytona International Speedway does appear in the latest Daytona game. But that's the only real anything. Everything shouldn't else shouldn't be is... too hard to license then. So yeah, why not just crank those out? Everything that's... else is fictional. So I'm really surprised. So that is like a super easy collectible thing. Yeah. Well, you know, easy as far as ideas go. You can find oh. a little, you can find a lot of custom ones, like people painted their own and stuff. But they've never, I don't think they've ever made official ones. And that's hmm. that's a darn shame. I tell you what, I feel like that's just money on the table. Pretty much, pretty much. Oh well, wouldn't be the first time Sega's dropped the ball on things like that. <laughs> and here's this one just kind of popped in my head. It's kind of a odd outlier, but why not a kind of. Uh, solar system diorama of the lilac system oh that would be cool that would be really cool i want like a scale model of the r-wing yeah not like a little toy not like a little toy i'm talking like a real full-on freaking model you gotta build it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. which one though um yes (laughs) <laughs> the entire se- well yeah the entire series that's the correct answer of course but if you had to pick just one which incarnation I mean, the of classic them? one probably i don't mm. know our wing probably probably 64s maybe okay okay i don't know something like that i would go with assault i it's not my favorite star fox game but it is my favorite r wing that thing looks like it's got some oomph behind it that is such a freaking badass starship let me look it up okay yeah okay this one's the more detailed one yeah okay yeah. like the the n64 one and zero and you know most of the incarnations they're very sleek they're very yeah. they're like an arrow which is cool absolutely but like assaults is like a muscle car like you can feel the g diffuser in that thing okay that looks pretty awesome yeah 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 Likewise, the wolf in from that game. Oh, my God, dude. You can just hear the engine roar on that one. Oh, speaking of which, F-Zero, speaking of G-Defense, yeah. F-Zero anything. <laughs> Statute, character statues, uh, models for the cars. I mean, I'd take all of it. It would be awesome. Yeah. I'm sad that a lot of that doesn't really exist, I don't think. I thought there was some maybe for that... Uh, that coincided with the TV show when it was out, but mm-hmm. yeah, for the anime, but I don't know if there was, I don't know if there's much beyond that. <sighs> oh, to dream, to dream. All right. 
Well, here we are. Now for the penultimate question. Uh, no, this is the last question, apparently. There is no more. There is no last one after this one. So, You were both offered a candle that not only smells great, but has a 75% chance of curing any sickness from the common cold to the worst kinds of flu. The drawback, there's a 5% chance it will summon a random bear inside your living room. This can be any bear, from a koala, which I know isn't technically a bear, but it does have bear in its name, to a grizzly, and even some that are smarter than average. Do you light up this candle or throw it back into the void that it came from? See, now I actually wish I was good at statistics or whatever, because (laughs) even within that 5% chance, you have some chance of not being mauled alive. So it has a 20% chance of doing nothing then. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Aside from smelling good. I don't know. I I play very conservative when it comes to games of chance, and even if within that 5% chance I could get away with just offering a picnic basket and coming out unscathed, that's still a 5% chance of something appearing and eating my face. And it doesn't matter what you're sick with. Lack of face is terminal. So it, the candle's going in the void. How does the candle know what uh, where your living room is or what room is your living room? It's a magic candle, Kyle. It just knows. What if what if you're holding it and but someone else lights it? Who gets the bear in their living room? I'm assuming it's within the context of the room that it's lit. What if you take it outside? Does it still materialize the bear in your living room regardless of where you are? I believe so, yes. Odd. But all right. But no, these are the kinds of questions you ask when you're dealing with strange magical items. Like you have to rule lawyer this thing into the ground. What if you what if you have what if you have multiple houses? Is there like a percent chance that it materializes in one or the other? I would imagine by the rules of the candle it would materialize in the living room closest to you. Okay. Hmm. Well, hmm. What if I bought a house specifically to use this candle and that's all mm-hmm. it was for? Mm-hmm. And I walled off the living room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if? What if? But you, then you lit it in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. What if? They, what if you don't have a living room? What if you only hmm. have like a one-room apartment? Well, then every room is a living room to a degree. Hmm. What if you don't live in your house? Are you still living? Is it still a living room if you're not living in it? Yeah. If you still claim it as your own domicile, then yes. Oh. I believe it comes down to the ownership. This is, this is, these are the questions you should be asking, though. Oh, absolutely. What if you're homeless? There are no if, stupid questions when it comes to incredibly powerful magical items. Yeah. But what if you're homeless? Then what happens? Hmm. What if you live in a hotel? <laughs> hmm. If a living room is devoid of life, is it a living room or just a room? <laughs> <laughs> you light it in a hotel and you get a call from the concierge. Excuse me, sir. There's a grizzly bear wishing to devour your face. Shall I let them up? <laughs> what if you are Sonic? You don't have a living room. You don't have a house. <laughs> Well, you can't get sick either, so... Sonic could get sick. He could. Look, just because he came down with a bad case of metal virus once. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, I guess that was everyone else who got sick in that one issue where Sonic met antibodies. (laughs) Oh, God. In that case, light the candle. Let the bear save us from the story. Did he get the flu in Secret Rings? (laughs) <laughs> is that what happened did that happen <laughs> no in secret rings all he got was some heartburn ah. 
<laughs> oh boy. I think this has gone off the rails long enough. <laughs> At least we know what to do with this candle should it ever appear. <laughs> Thank or you to we? Bleeding Thumb. <laughs> we, have a, we have a better idea than when we started, to be sure. Okay. Thank you to Bleeding Thumbs 97 for sponsoring this episode. If you want a Bumblecast mini of your own, head over to Bumble... Nope. Head over to Patreon.com slash Bumblecast, Ko-fi.com slash Bumblecast, or become a YouTube member. He did get a virus in Frontiers. This is... Eh, is more corruption, not so much a virus. <laughs> All right. You got malware. <laughs> Sonic occasionally gets the runs. <laughs> No, uh, oh. no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. All right, that's enough. <laughs>